Hello, my loves, and welcome back to another episode of the Heart First podcast. I hope you guys are doing really well today and you are ready for another exciting week. If you are a new listener, welcome to the Heart First podcast. My name is Alex. I am a women's life coach and empowerment mentor. And today we are diving into five, sorry, no, six self-care routines that will change your life. Now, before I get into this week's episode, I just want to remind you that this week on the 5th of April, so on Wednesday evening, 7 p.m. Melbourne time, I am running a free online event. I am running a women's circle, which is going to be so much fun. I have a couple of spots left. And so if you are craving connection and you want to let some things go so that you can go into the Easter long weekend feeling light as a feather, then this is really going to be for you. I'm going to be facilitating the entire thing and the theme is going to be on letting go. A day before the full moon, this is a really great time for you to let some shit go, right? I think going into this year, we are already holding on to so much and this is a really, really beautiful opportunity and a safe environment for you to just let some stuff really, really go and go into your weekend feeling amazing. But anyway... Welcome to the Heart First Podcast. Like I said, today we are going into six self-care routines that are going to change your life and just the importance of really showing up for yourself and taking care of yourself. Now, I'm going to say that these six points are honestly kind of more of the light, fluffy self-care routines. And I often say that self-care routines aren't just, you know, rainbows and butterflies. Self-care ultimately really is self-discipline a lot of the time. And self-care is cultivating that wise inner parent within that sometimes is assertive and sometimes gets us up and gets us out for that walk and gets us to the gym. But then she's also that loving voice that says, hey, you need to pull back, you need to rest or you need to speak up here. And sometimes self-care isn't always easy and fluffy. Sometimes it is doing the harder thing so that you can really advocate for yourself and stand up for yourself. So I'm excited for this episode because uh, because it is a little bit more lighter and it's a little bit more fun. And these are all the routines that have completely like shifted things for me. You will have seen that on my Instagram, I talk a lot more about nervous system regulation at the moment. And because nervous system regulation and understanding the nervous system and understanding trauma has been so pivotal in my own life, I am talking a lot about it because it's incredibly important. It's really important that we are taking care of ourselves, not just when things are feeling really good, but also when things are feeling a little bit harder and work is a little bit more stressful and life is throwing a little more curveballs your way and things are just feeling that little bit harder, right? I think it's so easy for us to just take care of ourselves when we've had the best weekend and everything's going right in our relationships. And then when one inconvenience happens, it all falls to shit and then suddenly our routines drop. We don't want to show up for ourselves. We just want to crawl into a ball and hide from the world and this is really important that we are showing up for ourselves even when things are feeling a bit harder especially when things are feeling a little bit harder right it's really about coming back to cultivating that wise inner parent 
And if you don't know what I mean by the wise inner parent, I, I would I talk a lot about um, reparenting and inner child work. And it's really important that we have this wise inner parent within and we are parenting ourselves in a way that we know that we deserve, right? Some of us have come from really crazy backgrounds um, where, you know, we we didn't receive the parenting that we know our inner child needed. And as a adult, it is our responsibility to become that parent that we always needed and to nurture and love that inner child that exists in each and every single one of us. And if you want to learn more about this, then I'm pretty sure I've got some episodes down somewhere along the way where I'm talking a lot about inner child work. A lot of my work really stems back to inner child work. And currently I'm studying um, somatic therapy, which is really exciting because it has been so pivotal in my own life where I have been the queen of mindset and I have done all of the mindset tools, but it wasn't until that I really learned about somatics, the nervous system, understanding trauma and moving emotion through the body that I noticed that like things just kind of shifted and I was no longer having to try so hard when it came to breaking a pattern, right? And that's not to say that working through these big emotions and working through your trauma isn't hard. It is hard and it's really uncomfortable and sometimes you have to go into places that you don't really want to visit again. But it's also it frees up so much space in your nervous system so that you can hold more stress, you can hold more curveballs, you can hold life that comes at you, right? Because if we're not actually dealing with this part of ourselves, then we have this like underlying hypervigilance that just kind of like hums, right? It's like this background noise. We're always on edge. We're always anxious. We're always feeling like, you know, things are like something bad's going to happen. We're always just on this edge, right? And this is where I find that a lot of people struggle to find happiness, right? Because they don't want to become happy in case something comes in and takes it away from them. Like their nervous system literally cannot handle it. And so really healing the nervous system and really understanding your trauma is really, really important. And so, like I said, today's episode is going to be more of those light self-care routines. And these are going to be really good if you want to really regulate your nervous system and you want to heal your nervous system. Some of these are really, really amazing practices that you can do. So let's dive in. The first one is magnesium salt baths at night. And some of you may have heard of this as Epsom salt baths. Um, And honestly, they have been so life-changing for me. I probably have like one or two a week and I turn my entire bathroom into like a spa. And so I light candles. I put the Epsom salt bath. So Epsom bath salts in a scorching hot bath. I don't take in any technology. My phone stays out. I might play some music. Um, and then I just have this time to myself, whether it's like 20, 30, 40 minutes of just laying in the bath and just resting. Some of the benefits of magnesium salt baths is that they restore your body's magnesium levels. And magnesium is the second most abundant element in the body, and it's responsible for over 300 enzymes and reactions within our bodies. It also restores muscle function, it replenishes electrolytes, it reduces bodily stress and fatigue, 
it promotes a good mood, and it reduces inflammation. And so imagine having this beautiful bath before dinner or even after dinner and then just getting into bed and having an early night. Oh, it's just amazing. It's beautiful. And so if you're going to have a bath, if you're someone who likes baths, no hate if you don't like baths because I know that that's a big thing. There's a lot of people out there that don't like baths, but I love them. And if you love them, I highly recommend getting some Epsom salt baths in there. You can literally get them from Coles or Woolies if you're here in Australia. They've got some really nice like lavender infused ones. Just make sure that if they are um, if they are combined with any essential oils, that those essential oils are pure and there's no other ingredients in them. So just making sure that you're looking at that. But magnesium salt baths, beautiful, amazing. We love them. The next one is blue light block- blocking glasses at night. And I freaking love my blue light my blue light blockers. And for someone who used to struggle with my- migraines, I still do sometimes, but it has been such a game changer considering how much time I spend at the computer and also just in this technology-driven world where we're all addicted to our phones, we're all on Netflix at night, we are all, you know, we love technology. It's so freaking big in our world right and I was thinking the other day I was thinking about how like for a lot of people who are going through like some some crazy like crazy shit right or just a hard time I think that technology has been such a huge thing that has impacted us that has not helped us move through hard times right and I think that sometimes we can get into this state of like missing missing our old selves and I think it's really important to know that we live in a very different world than what we used to live in in and we have to learn how to adapt and remove technology when we need it so that we can really regulate ourselves and come back to our own inner peace and so blue light blocking glasses especially the ones at night they essentially just block out any blue light. So even if you're watching Netflix, if you've got the lights on in the house or um, you're, you know, scrolling on your phone, it increases melatonin production during the evening, which can lead to major improvements in your mood and your sleep. So they're just like these sunglasses. They've got these like red shades and they just block out that blue light. And so colors might look different in the, in the glasses, but I personally love them because I know that when I'm wearing them, I get a lot tired easier and I have a better sleep. And if, you know, like your family's around or your partner's around, they might think that you're totally weird. But trust me, just wearing them and influencing them and inspiring them, you'll both be sitting there in front of the TV wearing your blue light blocking glasses, thinking that you've biohacked your way through life. And this is what it's about, right? So, yeah, I love my blue light blocking glasses. I know that some people think that they're a total placebo, but honestly, if it's a placebo, I will take it. I will take it. Um, so, yeah, get yourself some. I'll actually link them in the show notes below so that you can see the ones that I've bought. And if you want to give them a try, I definitely highly recommend them. So the next point is no tech an hour before bed. Okay, so like I said, we are all so addicted to our phones. 
even me. I know I'm addicted to my phone at times and I have to um, I have to really create solid boundaries with myself. And I have that awareness where I really do create those boundaries. I notice when I'm picking up my phone just for the hell of it. I notice when I am trying to numb out and just scroll on Instagram or scroll on TikTok. Like you have to be aware of your own behavior. And sometimes that means like allowing yourself to indulge and just being like, okay, I just like for 20 minutes, I'm just going to allow myself to go for it. And then creating the boundaries that you are just going to get off your phone. But if you are on your phone right before bed, this can be really disruptive to your mind, to your sleep, to how you feel before going to bed. And so I will literally just put my phone on sleep mode. I will put it away like out of sight from my bed and I will just lay in my bed and either read a book or just lay there and contemplate. I sometimes will just turn off all my lights and just lay in bed and lay awake and just lay there in the dark and contemplate life and just think about my life and and my day. And I think sometimes giving yourself that space to just reflect. And this isn't about overthinking and thinking about all of the things in your life that you're not happy with. It's just about giving yourself, yourself that space and time to digest considering how much we are consuming, like through the media, through books, through information, like we are constantly consuming that we never actually take a time to digest any of the information that we've been given. We're never really given a a moment to properly reflect and just like think about some of the things and properly digest them. And then we wake up and we wonder why our nervous system is fried and why we're anxious and all over the shop. It's just madness, right? So If you are one of those people that loves to be on your phone or loves to watch Netflix before bed, just start small and start with an hour or even half an hour before bed where you're like, I'm not going to touch my phone. I'm not going to watch Netflix and just let your body like naturally wind down. It's life changing. It's it honestly puts you in such a better mood and you wake up feeling less groggy and just a lot fresher. So if you're not doing that now before bed, I recommend that you get on it. The next point is planning your day the night before. Now, this is so simple. And some of you might be listening to this and being like, well, duh, Alex, like, of course I do that. And for me, it wasn't something that I started doing until like, I don't know, the last 12 months religiously, right? Like I realized how much it impacts my productivity and my days that I was like, I would not go to sleep until I've planned my day the next day. And so what this means is that after my work day, I'll just make sure that I write a list of like the meetings that I have, the clients that I have, um, what I want to get done, for example, a podcast episode. And I'll also include things that aren't work-related on my list. So like an eyebrow appointment, a nail appointment, cook a X dish or like whatever dish and some more self-care things like making sure that I'm reminding myself, oh, go to the shops and pick up that chicken or go to the supermarket and get those veggies to cook that soup. And so I wake up in the morning and I'm so clear on what my objectives are and what I need to get done that I'm really efficient with how I manage my time rather than just time getting away from me where I wake up and I log onto my computer and I'm like, okay, what am I doing today? And it feels so incredibly overwhelming. And so even just that very subtle thing of planning your day the night before, it creates more imagery in your mind and more certainty therefore less anxiety you have like a really solid idea of what you need to do 
and it just frees up so much space in your mind. Like just try it for a week straight and just see how much more you get done and how much more productive you are in your day-to-day when you know exactly what the, the key outcomes you want to achieve the next day. And this isn't about like, you know, shaming ourselves if we don't get it all done. It's just about like having that clear idea and then looking at maybe the things that you didn't get done that day and just putting it on the following to-do list for the following day, right? And yeah, it just um, it just keeps your mind focused. It's kind of like intention setting. It's like a clear outcome of what you want to accomplish and a clear objective of what you want to accomplish. So the next one is prepping meals for the week. And this is not about prepping your meals in a way where you are, you know, like having the same meal every day, like, ill. we don't want to do that. I mean, if you like doing that, then amazing. But for me, I was a personal trainer for like two years and I was like super into my fitness and I was cooking like chicken and broccoli and kangaroo and veggies and just eating the same thing for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I think I'm traumatized. I think I'm scarred from that entire experience. So that's not what I do anymore. Food is such a pleasure in my life now. And it's very light. It's very grounded. And my relationship with food is one of the proudest things that I am of myself for, considering the background that I came with when I went through, you know, years of dieting, years of being bulimic and just having this really toxic relationship with food and it literally controlled my life whereas now my relationship with food is very intuitive I eat when I'm hungry I stop when I'm full if I feel like a brownie I will eat it and so it's become just a very light a light experience in my life And so what I'll do when I plan meals for the week is I will just make sure that I've got bits and pieces in the fridge that I can throw together. So, for example, I will do some sweet potato with paprika in the oven and just have that sitting in the fridge. I might cook up some quinoa or some brown rice or boil some eggs or or cook off some chicken and just have that sitting in the fridge. You might even want to do some funner things like an omelette or like, you know, those muffin omelettes that you can cook or some healthy cookies or some healthy protein balls or just something that you can like pick on throughout the week. Maybe you want to cut up your celery and carrot sticks and buy some really nice dips or something and just making sure that you have some snacks to take you through the week. And again, this is one of those things that just takes it off your mind. It's like when you wake up and you're not sure what you're doing that day, you're not sure what you're eating, you're not sure what you're going to cook for dinner. It just creates all of this mental load in your mind. And the key here is to really lighten the load on your mind and just have things kind of work as a system and operate on their own. And you're like, oh, I'm so free to just think about shit that actually matters, right? Because if we're not getting through our day-to-day if we're not like if we're if we're just kind of constantly trying to put out fires and think about like oh fuck what am I going to have for dinner tonight and I have to go to the shops and get all these things in so I can feed the kids and la 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 you just create all of these reactive decisions that you're never actually able to contemplate and reflect and think about the the things that you really want to think about the things like important decisions like where do I want to live or what do I want to do or am I ready for a career change right when we release the mental load we create space to ask ourselves bigger questions so that last point guys is a interesting one and it's one that has been so pivotal in my life and that is prioritizing deep connection 
And so this is a really, really important one. And I wanted to include it, which is why there's not five, there's six, because I was like, I need to include this one because I think that sometimes we think that self-care only involves us and how we take care of ourselves. But sometimes self-care is deeply connecting with someone else. And so that means that you are prioritizing making time for friendships and for your partner and for the people that nourish your soul. This isn't about connecting with people that, you know, emotionally dump onto you or drain you or just trying to fill your space with people that don't make you feel any better. This is about finding those people that really light you up and really nourish your soul and making time to connect with them weekly. Whether you go out for dinner on a Thursday night or you catch up for brunch on the Sunday, just having people around where you can feel deeply connected. And I think it's important to connect deeply daily. I think it's important to, you know, like either might you might be sitting at the dinner table and just connecting with your partner on like how your day was, right? Because sometimes we can see everything as so much more important than connecting. And then when we finally do get that opportunity to connect and talk about our day and talk about some things that are on our mind, it's like we feel like we belong again. We feel like we are connected in the world. We feel like we have a community. And as tribal beings, community is so incredibly important. This took me a really long time to learn, guys, because I'm hyper, hyper independent and for a long time, I was also avoidant and I had gone through things in my life where it had gotten to a point where I was like, I'll just do everything myself. Like I can take care of myself. I don't need anyone. And I thought that asking for help was putting other people out. And it's taken me a really long time to iron out those kinks and realize that your life becomes so much better when you are connected to a community and you know you have people to lean on and you know that people are there that that pull you up and light you up and bring you a level of joy. And so making sure that you are prioritizing that as you would those those other things, like making sure that you're getting that self-care magnesium salt bath, right? Like it's just as important and so, so necessary in order for you to feel connected to the world around you. So don't ever underestimate the power of connecting with others. And if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't have anyone that lights me up like that. I don't have anyone that nourishes my soul like that. That's okay. And it's just time to begin to find that. And you might want to start going to some events or to some activities where you might find those like-minded people who are really going to nourish your soul and light you up. So those are my six points, my loves. I hope that you will try some of them and maybe let me know how you go. If you have any self-care routines that have completely changed your life, I would love to know what they are. I would love to hear them because I'm always up for changing up my routine and trying different things. I'm currently kind of getting into biohacking and um, just, yeah, creating ways where I can feel my best, right? And again, this all comes back to that nervous system regulation piece. Lastly, my loves, I just want to let you know that I am inviting in new one-on-one clients into my container, Self-Discovered. Now, this is a container that is equal parts personal growth, spirituality, and um, 
in-depth healing so that you can really begin to create a life that truly lights you up and is truly aligned with your most authentic self. Some of the results that some of my clients have had in these programs and the progress that they have made in terms of returning to their authenticity has just been exceptional and so incredibly beautiful to witness. So if you are really ready to change your life and to go on this journey of creating a life that you know you fucking deserve, then it really could be for you. If you feel like you want to explore this option, just reach out to me over on Instagram. I'll link all of my details in the show notes below and we can have a chat to see if we feel that we vibe and that we're the right fit to work together. And then we'll go on the journey to changing your fucking life, which is what we want. So without further ado, my loves, if you feel like this episode helped you, make sure you share it with a friend who might need to hear it, who might need that little bit of extra self-care. But until next week, I will see you soon and all my love for your week.